I don't know where all my time went I don't know how to define it So tell me how do I fight it When it feels so wrong It's on the tip of my tongue It's every line in this song The little things have been with me all along You know what I miss? What do you miss? I miss those those straight to like like old bad consoles like like video game remakes of like Disney movies. Like like those really really bad ones like the Toy Story game on like PlayStation or like or like the Monsters Inc game. Why don't we have those anymore? I played that Rugrats game. I think it was on the like uh-huh. PlayStation a lot when I was a kid. I never had a PlayStation. But I really liked playing that Rugrats game because you're just supposed to run around and collect, like, they're not coins. They had to have been something, like, baby. No, I bet like, I bet they were, like, Reptar tokens or something. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. But I, I now, wanted that to Rug- always get everyone. I think that game made me a completionist. Was that Rugrats Lost in Paris? No. Because that's the play- Rugrats PlayStation game I played all the no, time. No, the one where you go around their house in their backyard and oh. stuff. Oh, in Rugrats Lost in Paris, I, I was being a completionist. And I was bored, and I was putting off the final battle, and I wandered into a wall. Wait a minute. Who's the final battle? Oh, it's between the big mecha reptar and the big mecha slug guy, the escargot slug monster. It's a mecha battle at the end of the game. Okay, so excluding Rugrats Lost in Paris, the original Rugrats Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. video game that I played, I I assumed it was just kind of a -a collect-a-thon. Because I, I don't even remember fighting enemies or anything in it. I think it was just, like, collecting things and waddling around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now I'm wondering, who was the last boss of Rugrats? Um, Angelica. I doubt it. No, it's Angelica. I don't Angelica. think so, no. I think that she would, she's like the Vegeta. She, like, joins oh, your, your okay, team along okay. the way. Well, then I guess, I guess maturity. You have to fight maturity. Because they act like they want to grow up, but even Angelica doesn't want to grow up. She spent a whole episode as a baby. No, they don't act like they want to grow up. They all want to, like, stay babies. Oh, well then, yeah. It is maturity. But what is that... How does that... Like... How does that come together? What's the symbolization? What's what's the uh, fight? The final I'm, conflict? You have to destroy an agenator, like a Dr. Doofenshmirtz from Phineas and Ferb style agenator machine. It shoots you and turns you into a grown-up and he would do this because he hates crying babies they probably used all this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as like a test run for like the all grown-up yeah oh yeah exactly and they're like let's see how people like the rugrats but grown up and Mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. no one liked it but then they're like whatever let's make the show anyway and then Mm -hmm, they did mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm just saying we need those we need those games back I wanted to talk about them some more, but we really have to start with this. Okay. Welcome to the usual bet, an 18 and up age play discussion podcast. Every week we make a bet and the losers and diapers for the next episode. I'm the little sister and fan of that old Aladdin video game. <laughs> Sophie E. Elizabeth. I'm the big sister and fan of that old Monsters, Inc. video game. Chloe Elizabeth. <laughs> um, I oh kn- my gosh. So I... I I did try to contact the CEO of Depends, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which, guess what? Apparently Depends is a brand under, like, the Kimberly Clark organization or whatever, mm-hmm. which is a big company. Yeah. They make, they make like, all your toiletries. They make, I think they make, like, Huggies. Yeah. I may have 
we may maybe should stop dunking on such a huge company before they destroy us. No, apparently, um, during like the whole uh, uh, pandemic stuff when it started, they uh-huh. laid off like five thousand employees instead of giving pay raises. Oh, so I want to dunk on them even harder okay. from now on. Okay, you might as well just wrap paper towels around your waist instead of using the pens like that. Perfect. Better, That's awesome, wonderful. I knew you couldn't get a grown up to speak to you. It's so. F- <laughs> okay. Firstly, I I found his email address mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I emailed him twice. The first time was like, can you just please email me back? It's for a bet. And the second time, I just was complaining, hoping that maybe I'd get a response back Oh, that was a really a good, that's a good one. Yeah, but I didn't get a response back Was your back complaint that your diaper just wasn't absorbent enough? It, was a, com- <laughs> it was a complaint specifically about the pen's <laughs> diapers. <laughs> um... So honestly, this is on this is on depends now. I have put the ball in their court. Mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm. their responsibility to get back you know to what? me. If they ever do get back to you, I will still give you that week in diapers. I, I'm taking off the time limit. I've won this bet, but I I will follow up because I just don't think they ever will. Oh, I don't think they will either. But if if someday some intern is sorting through the old emails and it's like a bet, I love bets. It's gonna be like six years from now. <laughs> It's gonna be a different CEO. Yeah, by then, by then they will have made diapers so absorbent. I just need one for the entire week. That hurts me. It's, am I wrong? No, but that that actually that weighed down on my shoulders. I physically <laughs> felt my pres like my physical being just just decrease. Go down. It's like someone cast like a gravity spell on me. That's how I felt. Hey, at this rate, we're going to have, like, oh, it can hold an entire lake diapers. I'm not excited. I, I like, listen, I like, do do AB companies know that we like diaper changes? It's kind, it's, it's kind of part of it. It's, it's an important part of the whole baby thing. Huh. No, you know what? You're bringing up a good point. I am. Diaper changes are part of the fun. Yeah. And these super hyper-absorbent diapers... You Don't. know what? I would even argue in a lot of like scenes and stuff, mm-hmm. leaking is part of the fun. Yeah, the like little crescent you're... crescents on your your pants or whatever. Yep. The old the, the trope and everything like that's that's also part of the fun. That one time I destroyed one of our couches. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that I didn't love that. <laughs> I loved that. I don't want to talk about that We had that to sell one. that couch. We sure did. And then we didn't mention it to mm-hmm. the person who was buying it. So if they ever wash the, the cushion, like the, the cover. I don't want to talk about it. The cushion inside is just yellow. Listen, listen. I, it, it wasn't. Moving on. <laughs> Diaper changes are important. <laughs> Leaking is important. <laughs> well, you got to imagine like nowadays someone, I mean, it's. You have the luxury of entering a scene with someone now, where mm-hmm. you can be like, oh, no, I really need change. And then, like, your caregiver's like, oh, no, I think you can last for longer. And then that's cute. Mm-hmm. But then they just, that that has a that has a shelf life. Yeah. After, like, 12 hours, when they're like, oh, you can last a bit longer, you're like, I don't no, want I to don't anymore. want to, please. And it's like, especially if you want leak and then be like oh look you're such a baby mm-hmm. and all that stuff like you can't do that you have to intentionally buy a bad diaper mm-hmm. i think that the the absorbency is a conspiracy yeah 
I was going to say a problem, but yeah, you know, you're, you're right. It is a conspiracy. I, I think a lot of these companies are bad run. Like, I, I actually know ABU is very, very bad run. Like, there's tons of babs working at ABU. What if they're trying to take down the bigs? What if it's a, a, a secret rebellion? Okay, so what's your... Okay, let's break this down. <laughs> what you're implying is that they have increased the capacity and will continue to mm-hmm, do so mm-hmm. to like 7,000, 8,000, 9,000, yeah. 10,000 milliliters. Mm-hmm. Ones that can last you a year without diaper changes. And they just keep doing this because they're like, if we don't need diaper changes, we take the power away mm-hmm. from the bigs. Take the means of babification and give it to the babies. Control the means of regression. <laughs> the episode name <laughs> control the means of regression <laughs> anyway I mean I don't want that what control the means of regression oh no you, you want see that's because you're not part of the rebellion you are, you are, you are the poster child for a little baby good girl. <gasps> little baby good girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh That's my you. gosh, I want a poster of me now with like me, with like my, my, my chin in my palms, smiling <laughs> at the camera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Laying like, down uh, your diaper showing, your yeah. legs are kicked up. Yeah, my, my like diaper showing, I got like a halo above my mm-hmm, head mm-hmm. and it says, little baby good girl. Yeah, exactly. And then like there will be some subtext below it. Subtext. Yeah, well, like literally in the sense I know, in that it is sub. sub. No, it is below the picture. It is sub picture text. It like, is the like subtitle. You are, like you are below, below everyone. No, it's, it's physically below the picture, Chloe. It's you. It's at the bottom. It's like a poster. It's like You're a like poster. You're I'm sorry, I've got a lot of chaotic energy today. I woke up really, really early. <laughs> what a good joke. What's the joke? I don't even remember it now. <laughs> if you remember, just bored out in the middle of something I'm saying. Oh. Just interject it. <sighs> but yeah, conspiracy. Diapers. There's diaper conspiracy. There's always a diaper conspiracy. There's always a diaper and there's always a conspiracy. <laughs> Hey, we have wh- to move on. No, I need to say whoever just got that joke, you get you get one pad coin. Yes. Oh, we should just start giving them out to people yeah, now. Let's do it. Let's Anytime do it. people get the, our references, we'll we'll reward pad coin. Mm-hmm. If you if you did get that joke, you now have a pad coin as well as the pad coin for listening to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So I want a butt plug. <laughs> what a segue! What? <laughs> What a transition! Specifically, I was looking on the internet, uh-huh. and actually someone sent this to me, but there is a butt plug that is made of, like, rose quartz. Uh-huh. And specifically, rose quartz is, like, a, a stone that is supposed to promote, like, healing and serenity and stuff like that. And what I'm implying here is I think, I think... If I purchase this butt plug and I wear this butt plug 
My healing spells will be more potent. Are you are you telling me you think that you can get a witchy spellcasting focus butt plug? Mm-hmm. <laughs> In our next D&D campaign, I specifically want my character to use a butt plug as a spellcasting focus. I well and truly don't know how to reply to this. Anytime you want to switch from like some healing magic to some destruction magic with like evocation, butt plugs? you reach down the back of your pants or like up your skirt. My my girl will probably be in a skirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and you she'll just reach up her skirt, pull on like her butt plug, and pull it out of her. And then she'll put it in a little box, and then she'll open a new box, and there will be a different butt plug, like obsidian or whatever obsidian. rock means, like. <laughs> Destruction. I don't know. It's Sophie's not... signature weapon. The obsidian butt plug. <laughs> and then you take it and she she shoves it up her ass right there in combat. It probably takes a few actions. Like, I don't imagine all this is happening in one turn. But she puts it up her ass and then she's like, okay. You make a fort check. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to make a save. Constitution saving to throw. Ensure, to ensure that I'm fine afterward. And, um... Then I will be able to cast Meteor and destroy my enemies. <laughs> the downside is if I have the Obsidian butt plug in and then one of my friends goes down, mm-hmm. then I have to go through the whole process again of changing back and then I have to use some revive spells or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the point is that um, they would have to succeed on a few of their saves while I'm doing this because it would take a while. talking about okay we'll just put D aside for a second no no i understand i understand the D part i why why would why would a rose quartz butt plug have unique properties because it's made of rose quartz so rose quartz has unique properties yes well and like okay like stones have unique properties mm-hmm. in like mystical circles sure right like, you can go to a, sh- a shop, and there are a ton of stones, and, like, some of them are, like, confidence, and some of them are, like... I know, yeah, uh, I've seen the displays. Regression, and regression, some of them yeah. are, like, you know, I don't know. Uh, guys, I don't know what stone reg- You know what? Hold on, give me a second real quick. I don't think we've gone through an episode lately without you having to Google something. Hold on. Uh, what, what would you call it? Stone of regression. Please stone just Google regression. stone of regression and tell me what you get. Oh, crystals for past life regression. I oh imagine, my gosh, you okay, found it. I imagine if you use one for past life regression, with some slight modifications, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you could probably use it for actual regression. Mm-hmm, yeah. So let's see what see what stones those are. Here we go. Seven crystals for past life regression. Using crystals for past life regression. Amethyst is on here. Uh, that tracks. Carnelian... So amethyst is changes normal conscious state into a deeper state. So the baby state. So the baby state. Got it. Carnelian. Um, it's about the body. So mm-hmm. like regressing so that, the body. That might be more physical regression. Mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. mental regression. Interesting. Uh, double terminated quartz. Uh, two points connect the past and present. Okay. Oh, yeah. That cool. sounds very important. Hematite is a stone for blood mind banishing negativity and grounding 
Um, awakens memory banks of subconscious mind. So that's... that's so what if we drop, drop that, that is, out? Well, hematite's a little bit more hypnosis, it yeah. looks like. What if we drop that one out? Hmm, that could be possible. Lapis Lazuli awakens inner visions and shifts past baggage, healing past trauma. Okay, so I think Lapis Lazuli, Lazuli would make a good mm-hmm, base. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I think we're looking at Lapis Lazuli, Amethyst, and Carnelians. Okay. Are pretty much what we want. Oh, and maybe maybe double terminated quartz. But anyway, so so maybe if you get a butt plug with these four things and okay. you put it inside someone. They will regress into a baby. Yeah. So we could create a regression butt plug. I don't see why not. I think that maybe we should. We there should, would there yeah. has to be a spell component. Like this mm-hmm. this would be like this a would, catalyst. Yeah, this is the component part of the spell. Yeah. This is this is the actual um, physical materials necessary. So we will combine all of these to make a regression butt plug. Mm-hmm. And then we'll attach on like a little card, like the verbal and somatic components. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. That's fair. And then we can sell these. <laughs> I never thought I would be the owner of a butt plug regression superstore, but... It's not out of your wheelhouse. I, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm thinking it's still, it's still really in my realm of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of hobbies that I could really enjoy. That. Yeah, I have to agree. <laughs> so I think <laughs> the question here is: Should I be buying this rose quartz butt plug to enhance my healing spells, or should I just save up for a regression butt? Plug? I think save up for a regression butt plug because if you turn into a baby, you don't gotta heal anybody. You could buy the rose quartz one, but you're just delaying the inevitable purchase of regressing into a baby. You're right. When you're right, you're right. Also, and they say a child's laughter is the best medicine. (laughs) (laughs) This show must be so healing for people. (laughs) Okay. That's my whole topic. Okay. So if you wanna, yeah, do I want another. I do, I do. I I have a really rough one, one that strikes really close to home. Oh wow, we're gonna get deep here. We okay, are. um, guys, we're about to get really serious, and if if that's gonna be upsetting for you, you should pause this this show now and come back to it when you're in a more emotionally healthy state of mind. Okay, now what's what's up? I I don't know if if this was the future that Dippin' Dots was trying to prepare us for. I I they kept telling us it's the ice cream of the future and painting this image of a better world and I just Dippin' Dots aren't even ice cream. They're not the ice cream of the present. They're not here. It's been I'm I'm 26 years old. And and still, still Dippin' Dots eludes me as, as my everyday ice cream. It's not the ice cream of the present. It's still the ice cream of the future. At what point in my life will the world be in a state that Dippin' Dots considers it, 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 it the present? It's ready. It's time for Dippin' Dots full time. All right. So you're asking if Dippin' Dots, what, what year is Dippin' Dots going to acknowledge and that it is now the or, ice cream of the present? Or what's... What's it waiting for, really? What's what's wrong? What's what's holding it back? What's making it go nah? The world's not ready for full time dippin' dots, all ice cream dippin' dots. What's what's holding us back? Okay. 
I think I have an answer for this. Oh, really? Yeah, nuclear winter. What? <laughs> so I think the key problem with diplomats is that it doesn't travel well. Okay. Like, if you buy, say you buy a, a tub, like a quart, is that, a, is that an amount of size yeah, that you can buy? That's something? that's something. Okay. So if you buy a quart of dip and Dots mm-hmm. at your local Kroger, and... <laughs> You can't buy Dippin' Dots at Kroger. Right, but say you could. Say you buy a quart of Dippin' mm-hmm. Dots at Kroger. You put it in your car. You take it home. Mm-hmm. You put it in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And then you go to eat it later. And then you, you look in and you go and you look at it and you take a spoonful. It's not Dots anymore. It's because not Dots. the few moments it took to get from your, your grocery store to your mm-hmm. car, your car to your house, and your house to your freezer. It is no longer dipping Dots. It has melted at least to the point where when it refreezes, they're not Dots anymore. That's dip, that's, that's dip and slurp. They're not Dots anymore. Yeah, dip and slurp. So <laughs> if what I think needs to happen for this to be a standard household brand that you can buy at the grocery store is that the, the distance between the grocery store and the car, the car to your house mm-hmm. and the house to your freezer is all so cold that it physically can't melt. Okay, so Dippin' Dots isn't waiting for a better world. It's, it's waiting, waiting for a worse one. It's waiting to be to be the last ray of hope in a broken world. That we're, should be their new slogan. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not we're not ready for Dippin' Dots full time yet because because things are still good. The world's still okay. It's it's not I, I it's not about that the world isn't good enough for Dippin' Dots. It's it's that we don't need Dippin' Dots yet. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like we're coming into the point where we need Dippin' Dots. But but there's still hope. I guess I guess that's like the last trumpet when 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 the Dippin' Dots are full time. They're like, all right, Dippin' Dots are the ice cream of the present. Then we know things have truly. The hope is gone. But there's nothing left. Mm-hmm. They're the last vanguard of hope. So rather than this being some sort of savior, some mm-hmm. sort of like messiah that you will you will one day come to cherish the greatness of, it's more of a flag that you watch on the horizon mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. it's it's like it's it's the horse that the rider Runs through town on shouting if the mm-hmm. British are yeah, coming. Yeah, absolutely. That's how you know the end has come. The world, the world is over, and all that we have left is dip and dots. <sighs> I think that, I think I'd be fine with it. That's and I think that I think they know that. I, I think, think that's the point. I think that's what they're holding out for. They know that it'll make things okay they and can they're be holding that bastion. It. Yeah, it's they they know, which is why they can't yet. They could they know right now they could make the world better, but if they do and we lose everything, we'll have nothing. If we lose everything, we will have dip and dots. Oh, man, that's so that's so like heartwarming. Like <laughs> if you really think about it, it's <laughs> yeah. If you really think about it, it's just like I've always had Dippin' Dots there for me. Like I'd go to a, I'd go to a theme park mm-hmm, and they'd mm-hmm. be there. I'd go to a, a, a convention mm-hmm. and they'd be there. Think about it. You couldn't get on the ride you wanted to at the roller coaster because the line was so full. You know what's there for you? Dippin', Dippin Dots. Dots. Man, mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. just right. And you know, even though you can't go to the store and just buy Dippin' Dots, 
There are some like gas stations that yeah. I've seen that have like a Dippin' Dots freezer, and they sell small Dippin' Dots, like because, small cups of. Because Dippin they Dots. know we're getting close. We're, we, yeah, we're we on our it. way there. So they're like, okay, we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna do our test run, mm-hmm. stage one rollout to and make sure that you have your small amounts of greatness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a bleak world. And it's also a warning call, a warning call to. to Get the stuff together, guys. The Dippin' Dots are starting to roll out. Whenever, Pick it back up. Man, listen, I'm always so joyous when I see Dippin' Dots at mm-hmm, a location, mm-hmm. but now I, I also am aware of the fact that I also need to be conscious of the state of the universe and where we're at and, like, how to really how to really find uh, a sanctuary. You find the sanctuary in Dippin' Dots. At the bottom of the cup. At the bottom of the cup. It's waiting for you. <laughs> At the bottom of all Dippin' Dots cups, hey, there may hey. or may not be a portal to another dimension where you get to live out all your wildest dreams. Hey, this was just supposed to be a really, really dumb like joke about how Dippin' Dots won't won't stop saying they're the ice cream of the future, and it got really deep. And I'm I'm. <laughs> We warned them. We gave the warning. Yeah, the but beginning. the warning we was supposed to be a funny haha. No, it was a legitimate, a legitimate warning. It was a funny haha. Nope, it wasn't. It said specifically, very serious, very serious moment up ahead. <laughs> it's a road sign. It was, okay. it was like a triangle. It was yellow. It said, warning. I'm serious moment. I'm ahead. gonna, I'm gonna take us off this because I think it's too serious for our baby diaper podcast. Okay, that's fair. And I'm gonna change the rails to, to something else. You do I- need to change your rails. Yours aren't big enough. Yeah, I mean you're you're right. I can't. There's nothing I can say to you because you are right, and and I don't have anything to say bed. to that. Your rails are just fine for your bed, though. They sure are. Okay. Speaking of rails and cribs and and all that stuff, I want to talk about on our baby diver podcast the most baby tropes, the the biggest tropes, the hardest hitting tropes, the most cliche baby tropes, and and I wanna I'm gonna pull that in to the end of this a bet about tropes. Okay. We're going to break down so tropes. So I do need to tell you that by mentioning that we're going to talk about all the biggest tropes mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. now in, in the present, mm-hmm. I have forgotten every single trope Yeah, ever. of course. They're gone. We should deleted. have made a list ahead of time. Yes. But now you can't think of any trope that's ever existed. So I'm going to throw you out one. The okay. babysitter trope. The babysitter becomes the baby. That's one of my all-time favorites. I love that trope. Right? It's really, really good. It's it's one of my favorites, and um, I think uh, uh, editing, I think Peculiar Changeling just did like a, a a story about it, and that was pretty cute, and and or one off about it, and like I just love that trope. It's a really fun trope. I um, on the, in the same vein, any sort of position where the the person in power becomes mm-hmm. the person that isn't in power like say yep. say the older sibling becomes the younger the sibling. older sibling becomes a younger sibling is my favorite trope it's the same trope it's mm-hmm. the exact same thing uh the the boss becoming the baby mm-hmm, to their mm-hmm, assistant mm-hmm. the the teacher to their student the the any position of power becoming the lesser of the two it's really good um, it's like a reversal. It's of it's power. really good. Really, the sister, the big sister becomes the little sister. Is to no surprise to anyone listening to this this podcast about us switching roles as big and little sister. It's our favorite trope. At least my I, favorite trope. I, I assume I it's do, yours. I do like it. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. really nice. So okay, 
what are some other tropes? I got some more, but do you do you have any off the top of your head? Are you still just mind blanked? I I am amidst a white tropeless room. Okay, you just got I, static. I'm in this pure white box with a, a single filing cabinet in front of me that okay. says tropes on the front and pulling it open and looking for any papers and finding There's every nothing. folder empty. You you are in the dream where you, you suddenly you know you have a test coming up for school and you've never attended the class. I have that dream so much. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, hypnosis in general. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But specifically hypnosis that you're not aware of happening. Ooh, like, like secret tapes playing and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like playing tapes at night or like you wearing headphones that... Uh, you think they're playing music, but they're actually mm, yeah. have like subliminal messages. Like small frosty. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I write this trope a lot because it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. hypnosis is a a really good trope, um, especially the 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 secret tapes one. I, I really like secret tapes. I love the idea of you. You kind of think that you're t- like everything's totally fine, and then mm-hmm, someone just mm-hmm. says some trigger word, and something happens, and you don't know what's going. But you're suddenly this helpless little baby girl because someone said the right word. It's or said a lot the right of fun, thing. yeah. Um, another trope I really like uh, the the and I I as I have become a more mature being, uh, a more adultier person. I, I've I've been into this less, but especially when I was like in school, I loved the you get bad grades and your parents like. Like regress you or for like X you amount do of time something or something that's yeah. bad or like mm-hmm, it's some mm-hmm. sort of yeah. That was what my go-to trope when I was when I was a youngin. I never liked it that much. I think really? it's because I don't really dig the idea of like my parents. Oh no, I always had like diapers. A, no, you got you're looking at it wrong. You got to have like an imaginary parent figure that's not your parents, but it's like it's like your your imaginary parent right but even then it's it's Mm. still not it's not my strike zone that's fair it's like uh i would never want my parents anywhere near my kink right but um i just like i i don't know it 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 never really got me that if you take the exact same trope and you do it with like uh like your wife Mm-hmm, that catches mm-hmm. you cheating and does it pun- like that is punitively a babies trope, you. Yeah. Um, or like I'm actually not into that trope myself. I kind of am a little bit. I actually uh, have recently kind of come into the idea of like uh, your your girlfriend's thinking that you're not uh, mature enough, mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm. getting a new girlfriend, and oh, both I saw of them the turning you into a baby. I love that one. That's a really good one. That's a really common trope as well. Um, usually, it's 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 a little more heteronormative. Uh, I see it very frequently, um, but but I really like that trope. Hey, you know what trope I really hate? Hmm. Like really hate, and all you writers out there. Like, I get where you're coming from, and I do the same thing, but we need to stop it a what? little bit. I don't like the trope of the girl or boy or whatever that goes into the situation being, like, four foot six oh, with no yeah. boobs and basically looks like a child. So... Because the reason why is it's it's so... 
invalidating mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the whole community. And I mean, I've I've done. I try to yeah. keep. I try to keep most of my characters between like five feet and six feet tall. But I, 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 I just I hate it so much mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. because as a reader, when I'm reading a story you like that, you can't relate. I can't relate at all. I actually. And I, I think a lot of a lot of littles who are taller or bigger feel a lot of um, like incongruence with oh, yeah. with um, this idea of being little because you're not little, you're tall yeah. or you're you're big, and like you you just you can't feel that way. And I I hate that every story I read is like oh so and so is this small petite girl with no boobs and has uh, and she stands at a, a five, four foot eight. And I'm just like I I can't I can't identify. It just makes me feel it's real hard. uncomfortable. And like, listen, some people can identify with that, but but it is it is very exclusionary to people who can't. Whereas Unless, I think everyone, honestly, I a lot of stories people don't even mention height sometimes, and I, I don't even like I don't even notice if you don't mention height. I'm gonna I'm gonna create the heights in my head. Mm-hmm. Same way, like, if you don't mention someone's appearance that much, the brain automatically fills in the pieces. You don't gotta go on, like, a whole a whole five-page thing describing this one character's appearance. All you have to do is put the, the framework down, and someone will imagine. And even if you do write, like, five pages of your appearance, it doesn't matter. What the person thinks they look like is what they're gonna look like. You can tell me Harry Potter's got whatever color eyes. Sorry, the eyes are always gonna be the same in my head. I think that I do this a lot more now. I was I was editing a story that I recently wrote with Pudding, and I never mention character appearances mm-hmm, until mm-hmm. like forty chapters in, and then I mention someone has like brown hair. That's the first note of appearance that I make on someone, other than like what they wear, like their mm-hmm, clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a lot of people will tell you, "Well, that's bad. Like you want your." your readers to know what a character looks like so they can imagine it in their brain. That's bullshit. Yeah, I, I don't need... I'll just make something up. I don't need to know. Listen, you can you can tell me, like, three things about a character and they have an appearance in my head. Like, If a character's appearance isn't directly related to the plot... For example, if you're writing a story where some four-foot girl gets mistaken for a toddler at a... Uh, uh, a daycare center. Sure, that's plot relevant. I do, I do love that trope. Yeah. I, I can't self-insert, but I still love the trope. But yeah. anyway. So that's, that. like, I understand that. But, um, unless it is, unless it is, unless it is relevant to the, the plot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or you're trying to give some representation that is desperately needed, um, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Disregard all this if you're trying to be inclusive or provide representation, because that's a totally different ballgame. Like, if, if you're just writing a one-off smut where the characters don't really matter that much, then you probably don't need to describe them. All my old stories with Pudding are all... I mean, we write girls because we are girls, but, um, like, a lot of us, a lot of our characters are just very basic, white, like, manic pixie dream girl style girls and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we have tried to step away from that a lot because we want to have like a ton of different variety and Mm -hmm, allow mm -hmm. people to to self-insert into our stories that was a tangent (laughs) that's that's like my uh, oh i know okay so on the topic of the trope of being like mistaken identity Mm -hmm, mistaken mm -hmm. identity is such a, a big trope and it's also one that i'm super fond of 
Um, how would we go about fixing it? Um, honestly, like... How, how would you be able to self-insert into a mistaken identity story? Honestly, if you just don't even mention that... Okay, so I think the thing that writers who, who are overly narrative about the character's height, which nothing wrong with that if that's what you like. Like, write what you like. That's first and foremost. But from my perspective, you got to understand the suspension of disbelief. I readers go in, especially to baby stories, with a large suspension of disbelief. If you just tell me this character got mistaken for like some kind of like child or something, like I'm just gonna try my best to believe you. If if you especially say the character has like wears kind of childish clothes or like like just cut their hair really short and they look really different or something like, like just give me give me something to suspend my disbelief and I will I'll happily do it because I want to read your story. You don't have to say they were three foot tall. Just say that they were mistaken and then I'll be like oh maybe 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 this is why that happened and and I will suspend my disbelief. I don't listen. I don't want realism in my in my diaper smut like it it. it I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna complain about it. <laughs> That's a really good point. Yeah. Um. Like. Like. And maybe you can't mistake them for a toddler, but then you can do the whole like, oh, they're mistaken for a child, and then they fall and they act like a baby, so the the daycare lady treats them like a baby or something like that. There's a. I'm not a writer. There's whole a whole bunch of ways to do that, but I think the crutch there is suspension of disbelief. Hey, nothing's stopping your caregiver from knowing. That you're not a baby oh, and yeah. still pretending like they're mistaking your identity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even as the reader, you don't even have to know that's the case until maybe way, way later when she says something about it. And then like, it all clicks together. Like, you don't, it doesn't have to all make sense mm-hmm, as you mm-hmm. read it. Like Chloe said, it's like, there's, it doesn't matter that much when, when you're reading some, some diaper spot. Because, because you want to believe, you want to, you don't, you don't want to let realism enjoy your, your blushy, flustery baby smut. <laughs> Man, we just really broke up in that trope, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Other uh, tropes? Um, I'm sure there's a billion, but we're running long on time, so I want to, I want to change the wheels a little bit. Just steer okay. the ship um okay what is your favorite all-time trope it can be as cliche as possible um and and we'll do a little usual bet about which one people the, the masses like more but it's it's just our opinions which which trope do you think is just the best and it can be one you've read a billion times one that you will never read another story of because you have it's oversaturated in your head but you still love it So I think the problem here is that there are tropes that I like a lot that aren't really regressive, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but have like baby elements to them. And a lot of those come down to like hypnosis. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of um, favorite stories that uh, uh, involve more mature things. But um, so I guess... I want to kind of narrow this down because I, I know the angle you're going to take is yeah. you like really regressive stories and mm-hmm, like babyish mm-hmm. stories. So let's try to think of tropes specifically related to that. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. I know my trope. <laughs> we have, we, we've cut 
like 20 minutes of content where mm-hmm. Chloe and I have been debating tropes because I I have I have gotten lost in the sauce. I've had an existential crisis about tropes and if I like any of them and what is interesting and what isn't interesting. And what isn't isn't a trope. Yeah, we really broke down the whole trope concept, but we mm-hmm. have to cut all that because like we just we go back and forth for 20 minutes about it. But we sure do. <laughs> I think I finally nailed down what I think my favorite trope is. Please enlighten me. It is being put in an unwinnable situation. Okay. Like break that down for me. Like a bet or a game or a oh. or a, a an agreement mm-hmm. where you think you can win, but there's really no chance of you winning. I see. I I love that trope. I try to mimic it in my everyday life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where I'll like make deals with people. Our bets are a lot like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, where our bets are a little bit more like flexible where one of us will win and one of us will lose. But um, the idea of someone saying like, okay, you can wear panties today, mm-hmm. but you have to go the whole day. Um, without having an accident. And then they, like, kind of lead you away from bathrooms and don't, like, let you, uh, have any moments to yourself. And And spike your drink. Yeah, and make sure you have some, a lot of caffeine that day and Mm -hmm, take mm -hmm. you on long car trips. And, like, they basically plot out how to make you lose. Okay. And I love, I love those. I love those, uh, those... So, unwinnable situations. Yes. Like constructed uh and this really harkens back to things like hypnosis Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um like uh, a lot of the stories i've written where uh like small frosty was like this uh, settling in was like this where you get into a situation where there is no win condition like you you aren't going to win or like hypnosis specifically will be used yeah, in a yeah, way to, to, to make, make you lose. Because here's the thing. Saying, okay, here's a trigger to make you wet your pants. That's that's embarrassing and that's hot and I like reading that. But saying, okay, you can wear panties, but if you have an accident one time today, then you're back in diapers for a week. And then you go, okay, fine, I'll do that. No problem. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then use the trigger word. Then it's like, oof. Yeah, that's, I really like that. That's okay. the juicy stuff. Okay. okay. I am 100% with you. That's a real good trope. All right. What's yours? All right. Mine, mine's real simple. I'm, I'm a simple country gal, and uh, it's, <laughs> it's it's uh, the, the like, kind of lost status, the, like, babysitter becomes a charge, or the, the big sister becomes a little sister, the the kind of role reversal type situation there. But, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I really like it. Role reversal's a really good one. And it's definitely up there with me. But I think the problem is that role reversal, if done badly, isn't enough for me. That's you fair. You know? It's like, oh, if you have some role reversal of, like, the the babysitter becoming the baby, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's not done well enough, that's that's not, that's not the, the trope I would... Yeah. Die on that. I wouldn't die on that hill. I'm with you, but that's my trope, and that's your trope, and that's a usual bet. Okay. Also, I want to say last thing: the one trope that I'm really sick of seeing, and it's not the trope's fault, and it's not it's not the writer's fault. 
I never want to hear anything about someone having pictures of someone as a baby to be used as blackmail again. I have read that plot device too many times. It's oh. interesting you say that because I haven't I haven't seen that in a long time. I, I was on a little story binge recently and I probably read a bunch of old stories, which is why it's it's um it's in my mind palace, but like I I've read it too many times. I don't want to know about the blackmail. And the worst part is someone could send a picture of me in a diaper to everybody I know and I wouldn't care. I mean, I actually, I honestly really would care, but, like, it wouldn't destroy my world. You couldn't control me with that threat. See, blackmail's interesting because being in the uh, ABDLH Play podcast story writing go to convention business mm -hmm. where, hey, there's a lot of foolproof ways of uh, trying to avoid having your identity known, there's also a good chance that you might be known. So I've yeah. thought a lot about blackmail. And I don't think I'd care. Like, no. okay, what, you wanna you wanna try to blackmail me? Go ahead. What, you gonna send pictures to my parents? Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Like like yeah, maybe that that sucks and maybe it'll have some big repercussions, but it's not worth me getting like freaking controlled by this yeah evil person. Now, if you wanna if you really want that trope, you can make it worth it by saying, Oh well, this person is set to inherit the like like entire company, like in your in your, what, which story was that? Under new management. Under new management, they are gonna get the whole company, and if you if you blackmail them, then they won't get the company, and their whole lives over. Like Chloe, like maybe there was then. no blackmail. No, but I'm saying story. in a situation like that, like yeah. where you can make the stakes relevant to the point where blackmail matters, but normally you can't just take some pics and be like, I'm gonna post them to Facebook. And immediately that would be just okay, tragic see, and you know, horrible. You know why this is a big trope? It's because that would definitely work on me in high school. Oh, yeah. See, you know. nowadays when I don't go to school and I don't care mm -hmm. what other people think. Like, I mean, I still care what other people of think. But a lot, a lot less because I don't have a, a social like society that is built around... Uh, Literally making fun of people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm I'm an adult. I mean, despite my bunny diapers, I am an adult, <laughs> and I I don't really care that much about mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. other people think. All right, that's all. I just wanted to mention that I was. I, I it's because I just went on a story binge, but I wanted to mention I don't want to see that trope anymore. And again, that's just my opinion. I'm the, deliberately going to write a blackmail story do it. Now, just to just hey, to spite you. Listen. My opinion doesn't matter. There could be someone who's listening, who's listening to this and they're like, bullshit, Chloe. That's that's my favorite. I love blackmail. And then good for them. That's awesome. I just don't want to read it anymore. I think it's also because blackmail stories are never like you're getting blackmailed by someone who actually cares about you or yeah. your well-being. It's always like these really mean people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, okay, here's that... Man, we're just... I just... I, I guess we could talk about tropes all day, but... Um, I'd be okay with a blackmail story if it was like, okay, you're blackmailing this really mean person. Like, say you're blackmailing a bully or something. I'm into that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if you're blackmailing just some person who you don't like, it's that like... That sucks. That's just evil. You're just being an evil person mm -hmm. then. I guess it can be used effectively. I just, I'm sick of seeing it not used effectively. And I think that's a better way to phrase it. I think that's the problem with a lot of tropes because... Ugh, now that I'm, I'm really thinking about it, 
there's no trope that I would outright say, I, I hate this and I will mm-hmm, never mm-hmm. read it. It's definitely the delivery. It's the, the conjuration of the characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think part of the problem with writing a lot of, of diaper smut is that you just have these little dolls that you put into sexy positions mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. you put that on the internet and they don't have any character. And sure, I can... I can, like, masturbate to your 1,000-word <laughs> story about an unnamed girl being dommed by an unnamed guy, and that's great, and then I'll forget about it and not care ever again. So, I guess the takeaway is, use your tropes wisely. And if you want to write, like, an actual good story, just make sure that your tropes have a purpose or a mm-hmm, reason. Mm-hmm. Wow. We really broke that down. Yep. 20-minute pause so we could make the bet. <laughs> I listen. I'm sorry. I got so invested. You sure did in the like the actual mechanics of what tropes are. <laughs> okay, okay. We have to wrap this up because because I I have to I have to be places. I'm a very busy business lady. I have a date and I have grown up things. Well, yeah, that you actually have something to do. I know. <laughs> okay. I I'm stuck in this diaper because of this bet that oh, I made. Oh, you sure are. And I made the mistake of um. I don't want to talk about this, actually. <laughs> like, she might wind up listening to this one day. Well, okay, we don't have to talk about it, but I'm, I'm not editing that out. That's no. staying in there. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you can maybe explain to her uh, uh, which date that was. No. Or maybe she can play a guessing game. No. <laughs> okay, we have, we're going. <laughs> All right, where's my things? Okay. If you'd like to vote on this week's bet, join us at patreon.com slash Pudding. Where? Patreon.com slash Sophie and Pudding. Sorry, I wasn't listening. Where? Wait, I... Pa- Patreon.com slash Sophie and Pudding. Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> you can also find us on Twitter at the usual Sophie and at the usual Chloe. Uh, if you want to email us, our email is the usual mailbox at gmail.com. Thank you, Mimi, for help with our theme song. You can find her on our sister podcast, Dear Jazzy. Thank you, Juice, for our wonderful arts. Um... You can find him at patreon.com slash juiceboxart. Shame on Kimmy. Where was she? I think she's working. Working? Good yeah. good job, Kimmy, for good. being a, a jobber. Good on good on you, Kimberly. For doing that work. That busy, busy work. <laughs> with all the money and mm-hmm. the grown-up things. I actually went in her room earlier, and she's... Just, she's just in a diaper. Just in a diaper and a top. She's, she's got a diaper, like, she's got, like, two diapers on and a t-shirt. So, like, actually, big girl job might be a bit of an overstatement. She is living the dream, though. Yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> you can find Kimmy at bby-kimmy.tumblr.com. All right. I'm, I'm heading out. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.